0: Well, good morning, y'all. We um, we're in the middle of a series where we've been talking about this thing we're calling journey, which we are describing as a roadmap of engagement to help you to take your next steps in living out uh, an authentic faith in the way that God designed us to live out our days. And so, um, what we've really done is kind of identified the four basic food groups of spiritual growth, not four steps, but four areas of our lives that need to be transformed if we're going to have any hope of being able to have any kind of spiritual growth. And the big idea is that we, A, find our people, find a group of people who you can do life with, that you can count on, who are committed to growing spiritually themselves, and that we're helping each other grow up together, and that we find our purpose, a purpose that will cause our life to be driven by something more than just the superficiality of this world. Specifically, the four areas that we're talking about are serving others in a meaningful way, which we've already discussed, getting grouped so that you're doing life with a few people you trust, giving generously, which we'll talk about Next week, and then today, it's show up. What is the point of this whole church thing anyway? Uh, <laughs> when, we, um, when we talk about Westridge as being uh, never church as usual, we're really talking about getting rid of all the man-made stuff that gets in the way of authentic Church. Stuff like, you know, the ego of the pastor or the uh, church politics that really have no place in the church that can really jack a church up like nothing else. And really get back to the biblical model of how the church was intended to be from the very beginning. And there's a passage probably that is like the definitive passage when you look at what the biblical church is all about. It's found in Acts chapter 2 because it tells the story of those very first days of what the church was like when the church started. Now what you have to remember is I didn't make this church thing up, right? Scott didn't make this church. Greg didn't make this church. God made this thing up. So um, this thing is like something that's Super important because it's something that is of God. So Acts chapter two says, all of the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals and prayer. And there was like this intense sense of togetherness among all who believed. And they all shared. Their material possessions for the benefit of others in the community. And they used their money to help people who were in need. And they met in each other's homes. They broke bread together. They shared, shared meals together with joyful and generous hearts, all the while praising God and enjoying being in community with one another. That is a beautiful picture of the church, isn't it? I mean, The church in complete harmony and no one is in it for themselves. And it's really about a group of people who are in it for each other. And you can tell they have each other's backs, right? But the the thing that strikes me more than anything else in this picture that we see in this passage is that they were fully in it. With everything they had, they were in. Fully committed to this authentic community with each other. Which is what we're talking about when we talk about showing up. We're not talking about showing up for church or showing up for some program or fun thing. We're talking about showing up in being part of an authentic community that is so critical to us growing spiritually. Because the way that we were designed by God was not to be independent and to be some kind of spiritual lone ranger. We were created to grow spiritually in community with one another. And so we're asking you to be fully in. It reminds me of a metaphor that I like to use from time to time from the business world, which is the idea of having some skin in the game. Uh, I'm an owner of a real estate investment firm, and part of my responsibility is to raise money from large Wall Street funds and high net worth individuals to invest in our real estate projects. And so if you ever see me in a suit, which is very rare, chances are good I'm probably out raising money trying to look all legit and whatnot, right? It was nice during COVID because I could raise money over Zoom and I only had to look good from the waist up. Well, when you raise money like that in the projects and you're kind of, you know, dealing with a group of investors and when it starts getting down to the nitty-gritty brass tax negotiation of terms, there always comes this moment in the conversation and I can almost predict it on every occasion that I know what that next question is that's going to come up. They're going to kind of clear their throat and they're going to look at me and get real intense and they're going to say, well, Darren, do you have any skin in the game? What they're really saying is, do you believe in this project enough that you're going to put your own money in there? Because if you put your own money in there, then that tells me you believe it. But if you're not willing to put your own money in there, Why would we put our money in there? And the amount of money that I put in versus the amount of money that they put in is widely different, but it's an amount of money that's meaningful for me and they know it. And what they're really saying is, if you want us to put our money in, you need to be side by side with us so that you are fully invested if you believe in this deal so much because they know that when your personal money is in a project, your heart is in that project. The more skin you have in that development, the more you're going to be extremely hands-on and involved and contributing to not only making sure that thing doesn't fail, but that it is actually successful because you're fully invested. You have a lot at stake. Well, believe it or not, the same thing applies to the church. For the church to be a meaningful part of our lives, we need to get some skin in the game. The more skin you have, the more meaningful your relationship, your experience is with your church. The more of yourself you have invested in this place with your time and your money and your resources—the more skin you have in building authentic relationships with other people in the church—the more invested you become. And when you have some skin in the game, you're committing to—you're committed to ensuring that the investment that you're making in this church is successful because you have so much at stake. You've put your blood, sweat, and tears into this place. You have put your financial resources into this place. Your family has become part of this place. You want to make sure to see that this thing is successful and flourishing and God is doing incredible things because you have a lot at stake. You're fully invested. You're fully in. That's one of the things that strikes me about this passage is that everybody is really committed to each other. There was this intense sense of togetherness among all who believed. They shared all their material possessions for the benefit of others in the community and used the money to help everyone who was in need. They've got some serious skin in the game here, financially, relationally, Resource-wise, physically, and the amount of time that they're committing to each other is intense. We literally have hundreds of people who call themselves Westridgers. Probably, when you do both here and virtually, it's probably about a thousand people, which is incredible to what God is doing here. But the question is, how many of us truly have any skin in this place? I can tell you that historically, over the last 25 years, if you were to look back, there's really only been about 25% of us, 25% of the adult population, who are really giving on a regular basis and serving and really connected to the church outside of just the Sunday morning attendance. About 25%. But the cool thing is, I really see that changing recently. And I've seen signs over it over the last several months. And I have to tell you, it's been awesome to watch. I mean, for instance, I love seeing all the people who have rallied around the kids and student ministries who are now serving the next generation to ensure that they grow up in God. And if you know Lindsay Alexander and under her leadership, I mean, she's done amazing things and have created this incredible group of people who are leading those ministries and it's awesome to watch. We have people today connected in serving in some ministry area and community groups more than we ever have before. We have more people committed to giving financially on a regular basis than we ever have before. And it, I know what it is. Because you're like me. Is that we're giving to something. Because we believe in the mission. And the vision of this place. It's just been fun for me. To watch the transformation. That God is making. In the hearts of people. Who are really putting skin in the game. Here at Westridge. And here's the promise that I'll make you. Is that. People's Lives will be changed for all of eternity as a result of the investment that you are making here in this place. There's an intense sense of togetherness of all of us who believe. But they met in each other's homes and they broke bread and they shared meals with joyful and generous hearts. This this passage really implies to me that having skin in the game is really being committed to having authentic community with a group of people in the context of a church. And again, the church is something that God created. It's not man-made. People ask me all the time if we have membership here at Westridge, and I say no. And Maybe it's just because I grew up in a church where like on Sunday mornings there was an invitation and people would go forward to become members of the church and they'd check the box and you know it would be all great. And then you wouldn't see them again until the next Easter. They weren't invested in that place at all. If you are connected, if you're serving, if you're giving, that is what being a meaningful part of a church community is all about you're way more invested than just being able to call yourself a member. And when that happens, when you're fully invested like that, you actually give a rip. You care. You care about people that you know nothing about. You care about people who actually annoy you. You care that What you're doing to serve is not just filling some void or some hole in some program. You want to know that if you're going to give up your time to do something, to serve in some area, that it's actually making a difference and that it's significant, that it matters. As I said a couple weeks ago, you know, I know that Westridge is not for everybody. We're kind of a funky little church And that's okay. I get that. And if this is not the place that you feel like is the right church for you, then I just really want to encourage you to find the one that is. We are, I just want to be clear, like we're not in competition with other churches. We're not trying to grab people from other churches so we can be some mega church or something. We have zero interest in that. We just want to end up with a group of people who get it. Like people who get the culture and the vision of what we're trying to create here. And Mm -hmm. We want to build that authentic community. And so there comes a point where we have to stop, like, looking around and church hopping and all that. And there comes a point where you just have to, like, dig in, plant roots, and be part of the community. And whether that's here, and we hope that it is, or someplace else, it doesn't matter. You have to find the place where you connect in, where you're going to grow spiritually. But wherever it is like commit, be fully in, because that's the way God designed us to be. In order to grow spiritually, we have to be part of that community and making a commitment that we just want to spend the rest of our life in that place with this group of people doing life, doing the journey together. And when we put that kind of commitment into the church, it becomes more than just a Sunday morning thing, right? It becomes that thing where you find your purpose, where you have meaning in your life. There there is no better indicator as to what it is that you are giving your life for than to look at your calendar. However you keep your schedule, whether it's on a fridge or it's on your phone or laptop or whatever it is, it's a pretty good snapshot of where our priorities are. Lie, right? Because if you look at it, I'm guessing the God stuff is usually the first stuff that gets set aside because it's not a priority in our schedule. I mean, I get it. Getting the family up, going to church every Sunday, giving up part of our weekend, giving financially our hard earned dollars um, to the offering, serving in some capacity, doing work outside of work, doing a small group and connecting with a group of people, it sure seems like a lot of work, doesn't it? And maybe without even realizing it, we're slowly pushing God further out of our lives every single year. I really believe The tragedy of life is to take a passive approach to our lives where we allow our lives to be defined by the daily grind and we're constantly caught up in the busyness of nothingness until one day we come to the end of our lives realizing that we have never ever accomplished anything of meaning. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be sitting there on that day, on my last day, wondering what my life was about. That is my worst nightmare. Can we instead, right now, define our lives and take control of it and define it with a sense of purpose and be intentional about our schedule, and what we're doing is prioritizing those things that have meaning and have a sense of mission and significance, the stuff of God, and invest our lives in the stuff that matters. As a uh, fellow volunteer here, there's only one reason why I do what I do because I believe in the mission and the vision of Westridge. And I wanna be part of a group of people who get it, who understand what it means to be never church as usual, who are not afraid to live counter-culturally, who aren't afraid to give our lives to something that has meaning and live beyond the superficiality of this world. Where we all know that we want to take our last breath knowing that we invested our lives in something that will last beyond the realms of this world. And we will do whatever it takes to protect the beauty of this place. When the church is the church, in spite of all of its imperfections and flaws, and believe me, there's plenty. We stand together. We stand together so that if and when the storms of life hit, and they will hit, don't kid yourself, that after everything blows up in our life and the smoke clears, there remains a group of people who have been so transformed by the grace of God that at the end of the day, we're still here. We're still standing here, huddled up together with this intense sense of togetherness that you can't quite explain. That is the church. And so we're asking you to show up for that. show up for something that's actually really worth it.